Welcome to the Dirt Reporters podcast for the week of January 4th. I'm your host, D. Suave, Derek Kessinger, joined by the editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, Robert Holman, and Kyle McFadden. And guys, we are doing it big for 2023. We are no longer faces for radio. We get to go full video now for the podcast, which I think the fans might enjoy that watch it still on the internet and maybe not on SoundCloud or, you know, through the Apple podcasts and other things in between. Robert, having fun down there in the, uh, I guess you're now in the Southwest in Arizona. Where are you at? I mean, you're looking kind of, uh, looks like you're back to the future a little bit. I, I'm I'm way back, 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 back. I'm in uh, Tombstone, <laughs> Arizona, uh, a little day trip. Uh, you know, we've got a couple days off uh, from the racing here at Vado. So uh, we, we rolled over tonight. Uh, last night, I should say, and, and spent the night uh, about an hour from Tombstone and came over this morning. So it's checking out a little little American history here. Yeah, and Kyle, I mean, Robert's out there. You look you look great. I feel like you have more uh, spunk, maybe more color into you. Because I said last week we're going to change it up and we're going to go on camera a little bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, after I heard that, that, you know, this – Obviously, our, our podcast is going to be on camera, you know, have to dust up the office just a little bit. Um, I'm not entirely done with my office up, up here in Maryland, but um, have some things planned. Uh, Uh-oh, there we go. For the office, so try to, uh, you know, take the show to the next level here, too. And then also, my head's blocking the board, but... Big shot Bob is Cowboy Bob this week. So for all those that can see the whiteboard back there. So um, I like it. Also have to, uh, you know, keep things light too at the same time. Kovac, this is another day in the office for you. These guys obviously have been on video casts and we've done this podcast for a long time. But just with audio, you've been on Late Model Night in America and uh, Kovac's Corner for the video cast. So this is nothing new to you. Oh, yeah. But now we have to look more presentable uh, when we go on here. You know, we just can't roll out of bed or something and uh, and, and look like we're still half asleep. So but it's, it's cool. We get to everybody gets to see us now, I guess. And uh, I know I know the, the video guys like you, Derek, you know, you're used to it totally. But, um, you know, us writers, we're, we're not quite as used to it. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll get it, though. We'll get it, though. Yeah, you guys are usually both men behind the keyboards, men with the notepad, but you guys will do a great job. I am in full confidence of you three that you guys will be able to shine when the lights are bright here on the Dirt Reporters podcast as we go video for 2023. And Robert, the only thing that hasn't changed, though, from 2022 to 2023 is Jonathan Davenport. He had some pressure there by Kyle Larson with some sliders at the end of it, but JD's two for two, picking up right where he left off from last season. Wow. I mean, all you can say about his performance, you know, so far is, is wow. You know, he, he really uh, he took advantage of, uh, of Bobby, uh, really a caution, I guess, on the on uh, Saturday night it was to get by Bobby Pierce. And once he did, though, he was checked out. Even with Pierce's spin, I don't think anybody was – no one was going to get by him. And then he, he comes right back and puts on a, a whale of a show, uh, you know, J.D. and Kyle Larson on Sunday night. You know, if you don't – I elbowed my brother driven out here for a couple of days to, to watch the show as well. And I, I was sitting there watching it with him, and I elbowed him after the race. I'm like, if you don't like that, you don't like racing because – you know, J.D. And, and Larson put on one heck of a show, uh, really a, a showcase to, to kind of let people know how good this track at Vado is. It is uh, it's excellent. The racing's good. And right now, J.D. is, is still at the top of his game and, and really the best in the business right now. Kovac, and we've kind of said this for, you know, the last couple of years, there's really no offseason. You have a month hiatus, but – if you're feeling hot, I feel like you can, can you can maintain that momentum going into the next season, especially if you do start at the Wild West shootout. But JD also has some new crew guys, but this is kind of a dress rehearsal before they get to Lucas Oil action, as he you know announced last week that he would be running the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series for this season. But man, oh man, this guy is just on another level. Uh, yeah, he took advantage of uh, Bobby Pierce on that restart, and yes, he held off. Kyle Larson, but like Robert Holman said, he capitalized and he's telling everybody early 
in this season coming up, he's going to be the man to beat. Yeah. I think everybody maybe would be like, oh, man, it was only a month. It was only a month off he had, really. I mean, he won a race back at, uh, at Alltech back in uh, at the close this season, back in the beginning of December. Uh, so, yeah, there's no real off season there. It's not exactly a long, long stretch of uh, of taking time uh, away from the track. But uh, uh, he comes right back. And, and I'm, I'm sure some people are like, man, yeah, maybe he'll have a little growing pains. Maybe like everything with the communication won't be there with uh, two of the three crew guys new. Uh, but, man, yeah. uh, I think it did pay off, though. They had Corey Fosfed, uh, uh, the, the, his crew chief now, who replaced Jason Durham. He did come on last year for those last couple races. You know, he came on at, at Las Vegas, and he was also with them uh, at Alltech in Florida. Uh, I, I know Lance Landers, the car owner, had said he wanted him to come in and, and, and be able to, like, you know, learn how the team worked under Jason, and, and then he could slide right in there really well. I mean, it wasn't – uh, and it kind of is seamless. It looks like, I mean, comes right in and, and starts winning again. And, uh, I, I don't, it's, it'd be very tough to get $2 million with this year of earnings again, without that, uh, Eldora million, but, uh, he could definitely get a, he could go right on his way to a million dollar season, uh, very quickly here. If he would just keep this streak going, uh, all the way $300,000, if he would win all six, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty tough, but it's possible. Kyle, we've went into the weekend saying how great Votto is at racing. Maybe we could have put the jinx on him, but Sunday night is definitely going to be a Roy consideration by the end of the year because Kyle Larson, who drives that track completely different than JD, JD's more like smooth around that top and seemed like Kyle Larson was tail whipping, but he was still making ground. He had a few chances there, but it didn't really seem to bother JD at all while he was trying to make those nasty sliders to get the win. But just kudos to the track prep. It was it was a sight to see. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, <clears throat> when we talked last week, you know, that was one of the topics, right, was just the kind of racing product that Vado puts on. And so I was watching that race on Sunday, and you can't ask for, you know, much more with Jonathan Davenport and Kyle Larson slugging it out for the win. You could race all over that racetrack. Obviously, the moisture went away on the bottom the last 15 or so laps. I counted uh, Larson through five slide jobs at Davenport trying uh, for that win over uh, the last 19 laps. So, yeah, no, totally. I mean, when a new season starts like this, especially when we're almost racing year round, it's you know, what are the fresh storylines going into this year and to have a Jonathan Davenport pick up where he left off and then have Kyle Larson, you know, we all know what Kyle Larson is capable, capable of and the kind of hype and the energy that he brings to each race that, you know, he competes at and then behind them, Bobby Pierce and Brandon Shepard, both running Longhorn chassis, right? I mean, who would have thought that both those drivers at this point last year would be running Longhorns to, to start, uh, you know, this new season. So, I mean, plenty of storylines to go around so far for us to, to uh, talk about. I mean, and, and so I guess that's like the one not fear that I have just like covering dirt late model racing year round but now is can we you know are there going to be fresh uh storylines to you know talk about and 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 to keep things fresh so we certainly have that to start the new year and uh you know entertaining racing helps too robert you're on the grounds at bottle all week these first two nights what's the vibe like towards like jd's dominance and any other vibes are gone from different drivers here in the first two nights guys hanging their heads yet i know bobby pierce mentioned even after that spin out he felt really comfortable and loved that race car yeah i think that uh i think as far as the vibe goes i think what i've got from most people is they're just trying to get dialed in for for this upcoming season uh you know as kevin has alluded to in the past this is kind of like preseason baseball you know we're, we're out here 
trying to make sure that uh, things are ready for speed weeks, which is not that this doesn't count because there's a lot of money on the line, but a lot of guys just want to come out here and make sure that when they get to Georgia, Florida speed weeks, when they get to, to when they have to really start points racing that, that their stuff is in order, that their crew guys, you know, know what's going on, that they're comfortable with their new guys who have new cars, like, like Sheppy and, and Bobby, that they're comfortable with those rides when they get to, uh, to the season, the point of the season where points start accumulating and they, they really matter. Uh, right now it's, it's not quite, um, you know, it's not quite a, a subdued vibe. Like everybody's, you know, concerned that JD is, is winning these races because I mean, let's face it, like we just said, 25, 30 days ago, he was winning these races. So it's not like anything's changed. We're just in a different location. And, uh, and, and everybody is just basically trying to get ready for, for February and March when, when things really matter. Yeah, certainly it'll be interesting to see if guys that take that momentum and carry it on throughout the rest of the year. Kovac, simple question. How many is JD going to end up with this week? Because we race tonight. Uh, it'll be I... night number three. Yeah, night number three. Uh, I, I I think he gets three. I'm not. Let's get half of it. Uh, I don't think he's going to. You think he's going to get three tonight? The... So we're going into the weekend. He's going to. No, have I didn't say three tonight. I go. said he's going to have three. You said overall. I said three. Okay. He's going to win I don't half know. I don't, it'd be kind of interesting for the storylines, though, if he won tonight. It would be interesting for the storylines if it would if it'd be three, but I, there are just too many guys there that are that I could see winning a race. It's not like there's five or six guys. There's a dozen guys that I could legitimately say that that's a winning winning driver uh, for Vado. Uh, I mean, already, the, I mean, obviously, you have Kyle Larson looked good. Bobby Pierce looked good. Sheppy looked good. Uh, Ricky Weiss, he looked good. Uh, Kate Dillard, he's won every fat pat. He's looked good. Uh, other than he had a little, you know, an accident or uh, on, on Sunday had to get towed off. So there's, there's, it's just, man, if, it, if he does go win six for, go for six for six, I mean, let's just give him a pat on the back and say, that was one of the most incredible performances in late model history, I would say, to be able to do that. Uh, it's, I think Kyle pointed out like last year, the most he won in a row at, you know, at different tracks was five. Right. Uh, so to win six, it would be pretty, uh, pretty unthinkable. Uh, I can't see Kyle Larson going six races without winning one. That's the thing, you know, because he was all over him and that, that guy is, is going to win a race. Um, but it's going to be, it, it will make it very interesting. I do have one question also for, I want, I want to direct a question here, Derek, to, to Robert, actually. I know last year was the first year at New Mexico uh, in, at Vado for the Wild West shootout. Crowds were a little, they, were, they weren't the greatest. I mean, it, it's, it's a tough place to, to bring people in. But you know, Kyle Larson there. This year. I just wanted to ask Rob, where do you? How did you see it? How how was the crowds for the first two nights? Did they kind of did they look like they might have been up a little bit from last year? I definitely think that that the crowds were better. You have to also take into consideration that the first two nights, if you remember, both of us were out here for those early early nights last year, and it was cold. Mm-hmm. It's still chilly, but the windy, wind was windy. terrible. Oh my gosh, it was windy, and uh, and so that just you know compounded things. So the crowds are definitely better. You know, I I don't think they're uh, where the promoters would like for them to be. Certainly, I think we'd like to see you know more butts in those seats. But uh, without a doubt, it it was an improvement, and that's the one thing that that I you know you just want to see the improvement and to see it continue to grow. I think for the first night, uh, Saturday night, it was a, to me, it was a good crowd. Sunday might've, might've been a little bit less, but I, and I'm not really, not really sure how, you know, tonight, Wednesday will play out, but I really think that uh, if we continue to have this, this nice weather, it doesn't really get cool until the sun goes down and uh, it's not really that windy. That's the one big thing from last year. That's different. I think if if that continues to happen, then uh, then you're going to see a really good crowd heading into the weekend. And, and I and I I don't know what more you can ask for other than to, to want your event to continue to grow uh, over time. It's just the second year here, and uh, if it, and we were in between two really good sized cities. So if if you could continue to grow the event, I don't know what else they could ask for. Well, that's what I was going to ask Kyle. I have some horses going guys... by me, by the way. I don't. Uh, yes, I like that. Some, They're in, you know, Tombstone, Doc Holiday. 
Stagecoach? Is it a stagecoach? Yes. Oh, there it is. Nice. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah. those are Clydesdales, it looks like. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, this is not your average uh, uh, studio. Yeah, Tombstone's hey, coming alive, you know it looks what? like. It's only, what, 9 in the morning out there, I think? Is that what it is, Robert? Or, you know, when you're when you're recording this? So maybe maybe well, some shootouts will happen this, soon. It's about 10.30. It's about 10.30 a.m. out 30, here. 10.30, okay. Okay, so yeah, maybe we'll see some shootouts time, coming out. an hour behind. <laughs> yeah, during the wintertime, they're an hour behind. Summer, I think, they go back to two. I don't know. It's confusing Mountain West and, uh, you know, daylight, days, daylight savings time. It's very confusing. Uh, Kyle, I was going to ask that. Car count up 17 cars. I think it's just because the racing speaks for itself. Can this place sustain at Vado? Because, you know, a lot of people are talking next year, where is it going to be? And I, I don't know how you cannot bring it back to Vado. Yeah, I actually had no inclination or, or no inkling that they were even thinking about moving this event away from Vado. I, you know, I just haven't, duh haven't even thought about that and so i don't i don't know why from a racing product standpoint you would do that but you know i guess um i don't know what the numbers look like behind the scenes that you know just like from a business standpoint you know what would make sense and so i really hope it doesn't i don't think i don't think anybody you know race fans drivers in particular would want this event event moved from Vado, I sure don't. And so, I mean, you know, like the rising car count speaks for itself, right? I would have guessed upper thirties for car counts this week, you know, on Sunday we had 48. So, um, close to 50 to start the year out West. I mean, that's, that's, that's fantastic. You know, plus the racing that we've obviously talked about and that Robert has seen and has documented so well here, you know, the, this, uh, first week. So, um, yeah, no, I, I sure hope it doesn't get moved uh, from Vado. If it does get moved, you know, the question is where would it be held? So, um, I hope it doesn't go in, go anywhere. Yeah. Same for me. I love that track. It seems like it's, you know, Gaining some steam. First two nights have been great. Robert, uh, you're in Tombstone. That's what makes the Wild West shootout so fun is that you get a couple days off. Speed weeks, you're racing pretty much every day. It's nice to go enjoy the you know the sceneries, the sights and sounds of uh, just different things uh, throughout the you know throughout the trip while you're there. So this is kind of like the idea and topic I want to do today. Just like certain tracks that you like going to if you're a fan. So let's kind of, we'll be their travel agent. If we're going to tell a fan like where they should go, because there's so much different things you can do in the surrounding areas. Yes. You can go drink anywhere, right? Kovac. We don't have to bring up, uh, you know, the ocean deck. That's a, you know, historic place, but we're kind of saying like close to like historical sites, a national park. Maybe there's a, you know, a sports team in town that you can go see on an off day, certain baseball team in the summertime. Uh, Robert, besides, you know, where you're at right now, is there any other place that, hey, if a fan's like, this would be a good racing vacation where I can go see some laps, go see some drivers put on a show, but then the other couple of days throughout the day before we get to the races, man, I'd really love to go here because they have so much stuff to do. One of the, you know, really one of the first places that actually comes to mind to me is is where a, a several of us will be uh, coming up in a few weeks, and that's Golden Isle Speedway. Uh, if you've never been to Jekyll Island, and I've been over there three or four times, that is one that of the most awesome. That's the one of the most magnificent places that you can visit. It's really small. There's really nothing to do there other than to check out the ocean, uh, and maybe grab some food. But it's absolutely beautiful. The wildlife, the scenery. You can. I know Todd Turner uh, frequently when he's there. He, he rents a bicycle and rides around the island because uh, that's where that's where we stay when we do go and, and cover those events at Golden Isle Speedway, it's about now 12 minutes, 12 miles, I should say, probably about 20 minutes away from the track, something like that. And uh, Golden Isles is a, a getting better and better as far as a, a racing product, I think. And then you add to it the, the Jekyll Island. Uh, I, I was actually visited Jekyll Island, I think twice before I ever went to Golden Isle Speedway. And, uh, you know, like I said, the, the wildlife, uh, the scenery, 
it's the the old hotel that is there the old the, the huge hotel which i've stayed at uh back when i was in college i actually went down there and, and wrote a story about that hotel uh it, it is it's a magnificent uh, magnificent place and it's not touristy you know it's not like daytona beach or, or any of these other places that that we visit it is a really a unique place if you can just grab a bicycle and go ride around for a couple hours before you head out to the track it's pretty neat yeah and then they also got like the old school um you know tours of just like old houses that are there there's a yacht club there that has a great great brunch that Steve Gigas, the world famous videographer, he loves going there because he loves eating the shrimp. He loves eating, you know, just the breakfast items. He probably sneaks in a couple bagels in his pocket on his way out. So Steve Gigas loves that place. Just a great, great spot, Robert. That's a good way to kick it off because during Speed Weeks, those first three or four days, you kind of get to go to a place that you don't get to see throughout the entire country. You have the ocean there, some golf courses. It's a very neat deal. And uh, Rigsby and me always joke, it's kind of like going into Jurassic Park a little bit. When you go, you know, down that road and then you see like this island, you have to pay a toll booth. So you always play the Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park theme song when we're entering the entering Jekyll Island. Yeah, it's definitely changed over the years. But man, when you go, you go over the bridge and, and you're entering the island, you see all the Spanish moss and the trees and you're kind of it is you're exactly right. It's a neat place. And uh, anybody that has a chance if you're over in Golden Isles, even if you don't stay there, just drive over for, for a half a day and check it out. I, I, I highly recommend it. Kovac, out of anyone, you've probably traveled the most in this industry, you know, out of us four with the World of Outlaws. You've been to, you know, the west part of the country, in the northeast you're from, Florida, uh, Arizona, the summer national stops in the Midwest. What would be your go-to spot? Just because they have so much around the racetrack, would you tell a fan that, hey, you need to go check this out, get to see some good racing, but then during the day and then other things, you can make a big, nice trip out of it? Well, I got a, I have definitely have a few. I mean, one that's a, one's one of my all-time favorite. This is even from modified days. There's not that many late model races up in this area uh, anymore. Like sometimes there's been one. Uh, but up, we go up in Canada and, or, or the Buffalo area, you know, Ransomville Speedway in New York. There's been late model race there. And there's also been a Merrittville Speedway up in, in Ontario, right across the border uh, in St. Catharines, Ontario. But in Oshweekins over there, too. Uh, Outlaws have run there. That's Niagara Falls. And if you've never been to Niagara Falls, I mean, that's a great place. to. There, there is so much to do there. Uh, and you get to look at some a great natural uh you know, a natural wonder there with, with the falls, American side or Canadian side. I mean, Canadian side is always, I've always liked that better. There's a, it's a little, it's a little more fun over there. It's kind of even like you're at the, at the beach or something with a lot of the stuff that's on the one street there, Clifton Hill, but a lot of good restaurants, uh, uh, a lot of stuff to do. I mean, you could fill your, I, I've, I've been there a million times when I was with the big block modified uh, touring like that. Uh, I'd go there at least once a year. Uh, haven't been there in a while because we haven't, uh, you know, hasn't been too many late model races, but uh, I remember when I was with the outlaws, uh, all the whole, our whole outlaw crew, we went to downtown uh, Niagara Falls in Canada and, and, and hung out there, had, had dinner and went and see the falls. And, you know, there's casino and not, there's a casino there. There's a, uh, there's a, there's just a bunch of stuff to do arcades and museums and, and a lot of fun stuff. Uh, that's one thing, but I also want to say it come, it, it's a little bit like a Niagara falls without the falls. If you go to Eastern Tennessee, Smoky mountain speedway, uh, maybe a bulls gap volunteer speedway, go to race over one of those tracks. And then you hit over to pigeon forge, uh, Tennessee Gatlinburg. Uh, it's first time I went there in a long time, a couple years ago. Uh, after a race set up at Bulls Gap, and and it's man, it, there's a there's a lot to do there. There's all kinds of stuff there. Dollywood, you can go to Gatlinburg has that really cool downtown, and you're out in the mountains there, and uh, just a just a fun uh, time. I mean, you could really work if you work that into a racing trip. It's uh, I, I think you'll have a good time. You better watch out for the bears in Gatlinburg because every time. Every so often, Robert, you probably know too, you always see a video going viral of just bears just hanging out in downtown Gatlinburg yeah. looking at the trash yeah. and stuff. <laughs> Gatlinburg uh, and the Smoky Mountains is, is great. And I hope that my, my 
fellow Tennesseans don't like jump on me too too much, but I've I've been there so many times through the years that honestly, it just never even crossed my mind to suggest Gatlinburg. That's a really good one because there are tons of things to do if you're nature, if you're outdoorsy and you want to go hike. I mean, you can go ride go karts, you can play golf, you can play mini golf. I mean, there's so many things How about to do those there. Little roller coaster things out in the woods oh, there, right, uh, Robert? Oh, you know, right? Goat, get on one of those goat uh, goats on a roof ride or whatever, and come down through uh-huh. there. It's a really awesome place to spend a, a day or two with the family, uh, and then go check out three or four wonderful racetracks right around there. You know, you have. Uh, you know, like Kevin said, a lot of good tracks right there to, to choose from. too. I didn't, I didn't mention that one. Yeah. 411 is right near there too. Yeah. Yeah. 411 is maybe even closer. Cause it's, it's right there in Seymour and you know, you're 15 minutes from, from, uh, you know, pigeon forge and all that stuff, uh, right mm-hmm. there. So yeah, that's, that's a really good one, Kev. Kovac, you mentioned Canada, but you didn't mention anything about moats or Quebec or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, dancing going on in the in the moats in front of the stage and stuff like that. But that was the you know that that was really exciting when you're when you're a young when you're a youngster going up there, especially uh, you know drinking age result was 18 in Quebec, 19 in Ontario. So man, those early days those were, those were fun. Those were fun trips just for for the other extracurricular stuff. You had a like. See, I'm there. not gonna. I'm not stirring the pot anymore because I know Lori listens to this podcast every day uh, during the school day, probably in the morning on the way to work. Kyle, what about you? I know you're younger uh, in this uh, sport of traveling and stuff like that. You're only 26, but when we released the topic this morning, anything saying out to you that maybe, oh, I like this. I think the race fans would like it as well. Yeah, I actually really liked uh, visiting uh, St. Louis this past year. Uh, especially the Gateway Arch, uh, the Gateway Arch National Park. You know, you don't have to go. You actually just cross over the Mississippi River, and you don't have to go too far in in uh, to the city there to to kind of get the city experience and kind of experience uh, St. Louis. And so, um, just uh, like the barbecue places there, there's some. Um, some cool coffee shops too. I mean, I knew you'd pick a place with food. I know you like that. I like that barbecue. So that's a good spot. Absolutely, You know, that, that St. Louis barbecue uh, certainly lived up to the hype. And so, no, but um, just, just, um, just like taking a walk through the national park or uh, through the gateway arch national park. I uh, made a little visit there after the tri city summer nationals race last, um, last June. So, uh, that was, that was one experience that I was glad to check off the bucket list, uh, so to speak. And so, uh, just like the, uh, the, the, um, scenery and the aesthetics of, of downtown St. Louis, um, you know, I'm not too, I mean, just like growing up close to Baltimore and DC, I always like to, to, check out you know all the major cities and and just like cities in general and and just uh you know get your own experience and so um st louis certainly has that uh you know charm and feel and then obviously you know there's 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 that race called uh the the dome right that that we all love uh too that uh is uh a bucket list event for all dirt track racing fans, which I hope to get out to one day. So, but uh, no, that was one experience just like last year on my first year on the beat here that, uh, that I appreciated. And, and uh, obviously that food and St. Louis barbecue tops it off too well. So um, it it was, uh, that's one experience that uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, and you see all the time during the summer nationals, like on an off day or rain out, St. Louis is a good hub that people stop at. And you got the St. Louis Cardinals there, which is one of the nicest uh, baseball stadiums in the entire nation. They got Ballpark Village. So if you ever you get a rain out, you always see drivers posting photos at a St. Louis Cardinals games, and they're always a good time. And I, this is coming from a Cubs fan who absolutely does not like the Cardinals at all. But that stadium is immaculate and a good time as well. Well, I'm going to go with, I mean – the Wild West shootout in Arizona, that has some good times. You had two either in Tucson 
or Phoenix. In Phoenix, you had Camelback Mountain, uh, Superstition Mountain. Uh, we went to the national championship game once, Alabama versus uh, Clemson on that Monday night. We also saw the Fiesta Bowl a couple years prior when it was Kansas State in Oregon. So it's a good sports town. You can go to um, Phoenix Suns games. Um, they also, you know, it's close to Vegas, like three or four hours. If you wanted to go, you know, check the sights and sounds there on the off days. Uh, the Grand Canyon's not far as far, far at all. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think Robert, you ever went to the wildlife shootout, but Kovac, I would say Phoenix area or Tucson area had like the most things you could do on off days. As you can see, he's in Tombstone, uh, Arizona. Now we'll go to Kovac and then we'll go right back to Robert there. It just seemed like there's so many national parks and so many just, you know, I mean, obviously the Grand Canyon's one of the, you know, wonders of the world. Just a good time out there and it's warmer weather and you can golf in January. So I just love going out there. It was like my favorite time each and each and every single year. Oh yeah. That's like, yeah. Uh, uh, Steve Gigas and I, the one year from uh, the Arizona Speedway near Phoenix, we went up to Sedona, Arizona. I mean, what a cool looking town you up in the mountains there. And uh, really, I mean, it's just, just driving. Flagstaff is, is close really, too. Yeah. Flagstaff's close, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to do. That's what makes that Wild West shootout cool where you have those couple days in between to be able to go do something. It's not just racing every day and, and you got to get away from it a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that. I mean, and one of the another place that I mean, I'll point out too that kind of like fits into like the, the really a lot of different types of things that you're able to do is if there's race when there was outlaw races in Rapid City, South Dakota and Gillette, Wyoming, those were those were great trips for the outlaws. Those few years that they were, I mean, Rapid City is right near, you know, Mount Rushmore, uh, the Crazy Horse Memorial, uh, you know, a uh, little big horn. You can go out there and see that you could, yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's just a lot of stuff to do right around, uh, right around Rapid City and, and, and Mount Rushmore. And then you have Deadwood, South Dakota, cool little, that's kind of like a little tombstone town like Robert's at right now. Uh, where like, you know, they have, that's a wild Bill Hickok got shot and they go into the bar there, you go to the bar and they have a recreation of uh, him playing, uh, you know, poker and getting shot uh, by uh, somebody who comes in the door. And uh, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's fun. You know, they have casinos there too. I mean, I always remember all the race teams were, would come out and they'd park down the street, down the end of the hill in the parking lot. I mean, you see these, these giant haulers taking up basically the entire parking lot of, of Deadwood. Uh, and then the, everybody just, they go, they're out on the town on the, you know, a lot of history there too. Uh, that was always, uh, I mean, haven't had that, that trip in a while. Those two tracks haven't been on the schedule for a few years. Uh, when they were, it was always, uh, you know, uh, it was always one I kind of circled cause I know this would be a fun time. Yeah, and Robert, Tombstone, what's just your initials, initial thoughts and reactions to the place? It looks like it's very, very legit. It looks like you are, you know, in the 18, early 1900s. Have you met Doc Holliday yet? <laughs> not not yet, but, uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. They, uh, they have some, some reenacting and, and some, some tours you can take and stuff like that. And it's a very, obviously, a very small, small place. We kind of rode around the town just uh, a few minutes before uh, I, I stopped to set up for this and um, the the main road down through there is, is you know gravel and, and dirt you can drive across it but you can't drive down it so I walked down the main street a couple times and early uh, of course I don't know if this is the off season or what I assume it is since uh, since it's January but uh, but early it was a little slow but you know business is picking up uh, here in tombstone right now I've had uh, had a couple cars go by and had some had some people go by and, and you'd be shocked at how many people, uh, whether or not they're visitors or, or people who work here that are, you know, dressed in period attire. And, and uh, so to kind of give you that that real feel of going going back to, to back when things were a little bit rougher, a little bit tougher uh, here out west. And and. Last year you were out there, Vado. They had the white sands. There's plenty of stuff even just to do it. You know, this year's version of the Wild West shootout, a couple different national parks. White sands is pretty legit. That's what Rigsby said, and you guys went there last year. Yeah, white sands is incredible. It is. We're going to go there Thursday because that's that's what's great about the Wild West shootout is you have Monday and Tuesday. You get that one race on Wednesday and you're halfway through, and then you still get that break on Thursday before you close it out with three straight races. So uh, if you're not – 
you know, if you don't tear up a lot, if you're a racer and you don't tear up a lot of stuff, you don't have to, you know, sit around and work on stuff and repair a lot of stuff. You've got that Thursday to also go out and explore. You know, uh, last year we went hiking uh, at a, a national park out here. We went over to, to White Sands. Uh, my my brother and my daughter and my two nephews, we went over there and checked that out. And, uh, man, it's it, that place is incredible. And that's only like 25 minutes from, from Vado at the most. So to go over there and see that, I think that it's it's mind-boggling actually to see that place because you think how could this get here and how could this be like this? But it is uh, it's one of you know one of nature's beauties for sure. So so there are definitely things to do right in and around Vado. But since we were here last year and did some of those things, that's why we kind of ventured out a little bit further this year and, and came over to to check out Tombstone and and really at about four hours from Vado, you kind of have to plan this little trip right here, but it's, it's definitely doable. So, you know, there's for anybody that says there's nothing, you know, to do in the, in this area, they haven't looked hard enough. In fact, I wrote a column last year about things to do in and around Vado. So, so you can go back and, and check that out. It's, there's plenty to do around here. If you just, I have to, I think I just heard gunfire, I think, and I hope it wasn't uh -oh, look out. Uh, it's getting a little rowdy around here. But, uh, but yeah, there's plenty to do uh, in and around Vado for sure. Kyle, I know you mentioned your place. Are you the type, though, if you're driving four or five days in a row, you're driving, you know, let's just say 10 hours back home, do you kind of look at stops you can maybe hit up, go in there and back in El Kovac? He'll probably mention that for you. He likes doing that, going to, like, Civil War sites and stuff like that. Are you the type? Or are you the type that just wants to go back home and, you know, see your ladies? Yeah. Well. <laughs> um i i try to i try to maximize all of my road trips and so um in terms of sightseeing and and so i remember well in october when i was out in kansas for the outlaw swing um i was like okay where was the wizard of oz you know shot right you know that the uh the classic the movie classic and and uh it was actually only like the uh they had some kind of like museum or, or it it like wasn't the exact house that uh uh that the wizard of oz um was like filmed at but it was uh like an hour and a half away from um from humboldt i think and so i was gonna maybe thinking about stopping off there um on uh on on my way i think from humboldt to 81 uh in kansas but uh never had the opportunity but it's it's like trips like those weekends like those even though that was like a three-day weekend not necessarily your five six day week long excursion um i'm always trying to uh, see what else is out there what's close by what's prominent what's uh what's popular you know that i want to go you know see and, and and check off because obviously you know being on the beat for the first time last year you know i visited 20 states and so you know that's just a, a unique opportunity to go out while you're on the road and try to sightsee as much as possible in and around our deadlines and stories and try to get some sleep and to in between that and and you know find places to eat i mean you can certainly pack out your schedule to the point where you don't have much you know time to think or or time just for yourself to just decompress but no i mean that's just like one example of uh you know just how i guess i process things when i've been on the road and uh but if there's any place or, or thing that i keep on my mind it's it's you know where am i going to eat and so and uh where where can i eat out here uh in iowa or kansas or minnesota or texas and so uh yeah just uh it's uh certainly um certainly fun you know when uh we uh have 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 those opportunities so uh yeah yeah but food is, is a very important thing like 
Stillwater, uh, Minnesota, they have great places. They have the diner there. They have Nacho Mamas. They have a lot of good local establishments. So that's just as important as going to see, you know, a famous site or something do, something good to do because we have to fuel up to be able to stay up late and get these good notes while we get to the racetrack. Uh, another quick one before we get to you, Kovac, that I liked was Mansfield. They had, uh, you know, where the Shawshank Redemption was uh, filmed. Great historic site. The jail, you know, can go take a tour of it. The prison, I guess you should say. We did a swab on the street there. It's very, very crazy how you see how it looks. And then, like, different scenes they put in the movie. They also have different sites where they shot different uh, scenes, you know, from the you know from the film as well. Very historic film, obviously. If you haven't seen it like Ben Shellen, uh, The Shawshank Redemption. I know he was born on Mars. How could he have, never, how could he have never seen that? How how is that possible, he's Derek? He's burnt. God, cannot believe you haven't yeah, seen Shawshank. That was Redemption. also a good town too, Kovac. And I know you're like the guy that loves history, so I think you appreciated that. And I know for a mm-hmm. fact, even on your way home or going to different tracks, you like to go to these uh, historic sites because I feel like you're a historian buff. Historic. <laughs> I do like it. I mean, when going to dirt track races, we have plenty of tracks that that. You know, there's there's some historic sites right close by, especially down in the south with like the Civil War battlefields. I I know I've hit several of them. You know, Fredericksburg and and uh, Chancellorsville, Shiloh. I went to a couple years ago, uh, not far from actually. I guess it wouldn't be far from uh, from Robert. Uh, I really like doing that. Anytime I'll check out like some uh, uh, some museums too. Uh, uh, I know what was it a couple years ago? I'd always been wanting when I go into the show me to go to the show me 100 fly into Kansas city. I've been like, I got to get there one day where I can get to that world war one museum uh, in downtown Kansas city. It is, and it is great. I mean, we're all ones that one that I, I kind of had really been too uh, knowledgeable about. And then I went to that museum and that really, it, it's one of the best museums I think I've been to anywhere. It's really informative and really uh, interesting. Uh, and I, and I, I, I just passed year too. There's some little tiny, you see some little different, not real big historic sites, but some little off the beaten path ones. Uh, uh, oh, there's a few years ago, I was go, I was going to Farley in Iowa. Not far from there is the Field of Dreams, uh, you know, where they filmed the movie out there in the middle of the cornfield. Uh, I, I checked that out. That was pretty, uh, I mean, that's not a full day excursion or anything. You just kind of go in there and, and look at it and see the farmhouse and where the baseball field is, but it's pretty neat. And, uh, and this past year when I was going from uh, – up in uh, Deer Creek the, after the go for 50 in July, and I was driving down towards uh, Stewart, Iowa for the XR race. And I just happened, I'm going down the road in Iowa. I'm like, you know, I think this is where, uh, this is where the day the music died right up out here, you know, where the, the plane crashed, uh, that, you know, Buddy Holly and, and, uh, and the big bopper and Richie Valens were all in, you know, back in the fifties. And, and so I, you know, I, looked at, I found that yet you, you can walk out into the cornfield and there's like a little memorial out there and there's buddy Holly's a little uh, memorial also to a buddy buddy holly's uh, you know glasses that he always wore so uh that, that was pretty you know like again not a big a real big uh all-day excursion but something to like just pop off to there you know you don't how many times you're going to be in that area but when you're at the going between races you usually can you can see stuff like that and i try to like try to knock off and uh you know at least at least check it out when it gets something different yeah uh, that's great you should be a tour guide for drivers and fans kovac i think you could ride like a little book like a you know almanac and details of just guide stuff for different parts in the country because you like i said you've been everywhere just because with the outlaws you'd go to every single race so you saw all parts of the country uh one more thing for me if you're ever in fairbury go 11 miles east to my hometown uh chatsworth illinois there's like a little memorial site for the 1887 great chatsworth uh train wreck over 150 no. people died in it uh it's considered one of the deadly uh deadliest uh, train crashes in the United States and definitely in the 19th century. So if you want to see just kind of a, it's not, it's just like a little memorial, but just want to give my hometown a little shout out there that we're known for just, uh, I guess for. You never told me about that, Derek. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not something me? you want to bring up. It's not something you well, want to bring you could, up. Yeah, you're known for the biggest Let me know about ever. that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll it's check just like it a out. Memorial site there, but yeah, if you look it up on Wikipedia, 1887 Chatsworth train wreck, just, uh, Horrific day there in Chatsworth with a uh, loss of 150 lives, you know, way back in the eight, late 1800s. Uh, Robert, we'll kick off one more thing with you in Tombstone. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, I've got to say it's been great being here and kind of uh, uh, some of this background. I feel like I just missed my stagecoach. I think that was probably mine that I was supposed to be on uh, to get me out of here. But uh, but I feel like if you're going to do this stuff, uh, some advice for you guys. You need to travel with some lighting. I'm not 100% sure. I can't really see. I feel like I'm a little dark. And a stool. I've been sitting on my uh, my suitcase for the last hour or so. So if I look a little uptight or a little tense, it's because I'm, I'm wore plumb out from sitting on this damn uh, suitcase. But uh, at any rate, I'm about to go check out Tombstone. I'm about to go check out, uh, the. I think it's called the Bird Cage. Uh, and... That's where like 26 people were supposedly died in gunfights. And there's like 140 bullet holes still, you know, in the walls and ceilings. And it's supposed to be really authentic. So I'm about to go check that out. But before I go, my one more thing is I just wanted to remind folks actually about our constantly updating schedule page. Uh, schedules are continuing to kind of flood in schedule changes from all these tours, all the big races. Um, uh, the, the regional series they're continuing to send us stuff and we're continuing daily to update that schedule page so go online to dirtondirt.com and check out the schedule page uh, to stay up to date with with everything that's coming up here in the spring and throughout the rest of the season heck yeah robert holman uh thank you for that to kick off um you know our video version of one more thing so that's kind of a you're in the history books big shot bob the first one ever to do on on live video it's exciting i mean honestly i, I might feel subdued but uh i i will be excited also to get back uh, home next week and be able to sit in sit in my own chair and, and have kind of my own backdrop like you fellas have uh to kind of showcase some of my stuff in the background too so i'm looking forward to that as well I do like this, though, because I think throughout the year we're going to have different spots where we're traveling. We can kind of have a cool backdrop. Like yeah, a little you, on location you know. right there. Yeah. Huh? So it looks like it shows people that we're actually at the races grinding a little bit. So, <laughs> Kovac, what do you got? Well, I'm just I'm sending this out to Kyle. I'm going to say thank you for uh, doing a swap with me on uh, Saturday, Sunday. I was going to I was scheduled originally going to write the race story for Robert from uh uh, Vado and, and Kyle was going to do Saturday, but I, he swapped out with me because I had to watch, I had to be fully invested on Sunday night into watching the Sunday night football game between my lions and, uh, Derek's Packers. And I know that what there's a Michael Rigsby who said there was no 0% chance that the Detroit lions would win in Lambeau field and knock the Packers out of the playoffs. But that 0% chance, well, it's 100% that the Packers are not in the playoffs because the Lions took them down and maybe ended, could they have slayed the Dragon finally and just like sent Aaron Rodgers out. This is I know this is football. We're talking racing here, but uh, I just I had to get that one in. Thanks, Kyle, for letting me be invested in that and, and enjoy that win. And uh, unfortunately, Lions didn't make the playoffs. We need the Rams to beat the Seattle Seahawks. But it was a fun two, two months of the season. And uh now I kind of feel like what, what Derek did has for so long, like having a team that feels like you could win all the time. So wait till next year, Derek. We're ready. We're coming for you. Congrats on finally winning more than three games in a <laughs> row, and congrats on finally not making the playoffs again. So good job for the Detroit oh, yeah, Lions. Well. But the future does look bright. We'll see what they're going to do at their quarterback position. I hope they keep Jared Goff because he's definitely earned the earned the starting spot, in my opinion, to but there, there, the there's hope. Final. We have finally have hope, Derek. So let, let's, that's, yeah. that's good. You, you did know, have so hope with that, that, Matt that Stafford like there a couple of years, but that never yeah, came well, The rest out. of the, it's everything, just... we didn't have a good GM. Everything else didn't work, but that's all right. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll leave Final it at that. More... Well, congrats on the big win. Uh, it was not even in my top 10 losses. Cause it was just a overall, this horrendous game between the, just for the Packers <laughs> as a whole, they didn't deserve to win stupid penalties. Uh, not the best game from Aaron Rodgers. Drop passes, that fumble by Aaron Jones, I felt like turned the tide uh, towards the Lions. And they capitalized, which they've been doing all year. My one more thing is shout-out to Ray Cook winning the you know Ice Bowl. Uh, good partner of ours, promoter there. Uh, gets the big win. Kind of old-school paint scheme as well, which I thought was badass. It kind of reminded me when he first got on this – or when I first got on the scene for racing uh, with that little blue and orange, uh, the purple 53. So – Congrats to him, and uh, we're going to be looking forward to working with him for the spring 
and Southern Nationals this year. Always a great partner, uh, and he helps out with the Castle Series as well. But a good, deserving win for the Ice Bowl. And uh, Kyle, how about you? Finish us strong here. Sure. I guess I'll piggyback off of Robert with, uh, you know, there's just so many races still being yet to add or just like being added to our schedule pages, uh, tracks across the country. And just one event that I saw yesterday or excuse me, over the weekend um, is that the Hunt the Front series uh, just added a 15,000 to win event August 5th at North Georgia Speedway. Uh, as well as uh, a pair of 5,000 to win shows uh, June 30th at I-75 in Tennessee, and then August 25th at Needmore Speedway in Georgia. So um, I was also also going to give a shout out there to Mr. Ray Cook there, but uh, had to go with an audible for my one more thing there, Derek. All good. And uh, you're very, uh, very welcome there, uh, Kevin, for the swap on Sunday. I was uh, thinking about you all night there when the when the Lions were doing their doing their thing. So uh, keep a, keep keep soaking that in. Yeah, well, yep. I could soak it in for the for the off season. At least we won our last game and it meant something. So a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert's standing now too. Robert's off of his, his yes. suitcase. That. That just shows right now, my, Robert, my, we're ready to do the closing statement. damn near collapsed, so I had to stand up. <laughs> well, Robert, you have fun at Tombstone. Kovac, congrats on the Lions. Uh, historic win and not getting to the playoffs for <laughs> yeah, like the 15th consecutive year. And Kyle, thank you for helping out Kovac so he can get that big win. But all in all, uh, great first episode, I think, with the uh, video. And I can't wait to continue doing this moving forward. We got the Wild West shootout tonight and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Also, be sure to check out the Chili Bowl. We got every single lap of that as well. Some other races. These guys have been doing a phenomenal job writing uh, notes. Kovac, you better be ready to go this weekend. I know you had last weekend off. Thank you, Kyle McFadden, again. Until next time, this is the Dirt Reporters. And, Robert, I can say it. Thank you for watching.